This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was a beat down. Start to finish. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. It sure was. Texas beats Gonzaga 93-74. to Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Jim Rodriguez, and Sean Levine with you. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Jim Root of the Three Man Weave, um, Field of 68, Action Work. Network, second chance points. We're going to talk a little college hoops. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit getmyphoenix.com to learn more. Uh, Jim, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I love Gonzaga. I really want this team to be good. I've put my hard-earned dollars on them before in the futures market. I don't think I can do it again this year. And that was not a good look what we saw from them. I know it's early, but what is your assessment overall on this Gonzaga team and just big picture? Because right now I'm seeing them as the third favorite at 10 to 1 to win the championship. And it's just screaming stay away to me. I don't think I can bet it. Yeah, I would stay away at 10 to 1. This is a major work in progress right now uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they're guards. They're young. They're trying to figure things out. Nolan Hickman is supposed to be the guy taking over at point guard for Andrew Nemhard, but there's some uncertainty with shot creation, and their biggest flaw right now is the defense. Uh, the last year they had the best shot blocker in the country in Chet Holmgren cleaning everything up at the rim. It let them extend on the perimeter, gamble a little bit more, be more aggressive. They can't do that this year, and they're getting kind of cooked. Uh, I think maybe the Michigan State defensive effort would have looked worse if it wasn't on a carrier the uh, exhibition game they played a couple weeks back against Tennessee, they got torched. They got torched last night. I have some concerns there, and the schedule only gets more difficult. So if you, if you really want to place Gonzaga Futures, not just you, but any, any listener, I would wait because I think we're going to see a little bit better price. They might drop a few more games here before they get to WCC play. Yeah, Jim, we, we talked about it earlier. They, they And they get Kentucky now, Gonzaga does, out in Spokane. That's that's next for them. It doesn't get any easier. On, on the flip side, then you've got Texas. I mean, they jump 11 spots, number one in the country, but yet 16 to one, not even close uh, to, to win the national championship. Houston is, is, is the favorite. Where do you see Texas in all this? They're right up there. I entered the year thinking Houston and Baylor were the two best teams, and I'm waffling on how much I want to add Texas into that and make it kind of a lone star trio atop the country. Uh, their guards looked really good last night. If they hit shots like they did last night, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. The thing that's, I think, inevitably good with Texas is their defense. Uh, they've got a little bit more of a shot blocker than last year with, with Dylan DeSue in the middle. And they might have the best perimeter defense in the country. I mean, there's other teams that will compete. But uh, Texas with Tyrese Hunter harassing the ball, Marcus Carr, Serge Jabari Rice, like they've got some of the best perimeter defenders in the country. They've got a, a coach in Chris Beard that's proven 
year after year he's going to come up with a terrific defensive scheme. They're really, really getting up there, and last night kind of opened my eyes. They entered the year number two at Ken Palm, and it was like, why are they that high? And they validated every, every, validated every expectation last night. Really, really impressive effort from them. I tend to agree with you, and that's crazy to think that a couple of weeks into this season, the three teams that at least look the best all come from the state of Texas. So let's get out of the Lone Star State. Is there maybe another team hanging outside that top 10, top 15 that you think can actually make a deep run in March this year that not enough people are talking about? It's it might sound crazy because the the con the conference has not done well in the postseason recently, but San Diego State I, I think is really legit out west. Last year we saw them with a fantastic defense, but they had some ugly games where they couldn't score. This year they've got a little more offensive juice thanks to a couple transfers. They brought in Darian Trammell, a point guard from Seattle that can make shots, create for others, and then Jaden Lede, a transfer that sat out last year from Ohio State and TCU, is just a bruising paint force. They can throw him the ball on the block or at the free throw line and he can score one-on-one. They went on the road to Stanford uh, this week and and kind of blew him out or, or won comfortably by double digits. A rather impressive win for Mountain West team going to a Pac-12 squad. I think the San Diego State team is absolutely for real and I, there will be skepticism around them going into the tournament because of their collapse last year against Creighton, but I think they're actually a, a legitimate threat to make a run come the postseason. That's exciting. As someone from the West Coast, I'd like to see SDSU do something this year. I know Sean's trying to get us away from Texas, but I'm going to go ahead and bring us right back. Let's talk about the Big 12 because that conference is very interesting. You've got Baylor plus 210, Texas plus 250, Kansas plus 250. So where could you find some value or would you be looking at one of these favorites to win the Big 12? So coming into the year, I bet I bet some Baylor because I do think they're the second-best team in the country. But that Texas effort has me a little more nervous uh, just because I think the ceiling is higher than I realized. The defense could be the best in the country. The offense has a little more juice than I expected. Maybe when it's not this home-run home game against a Gonzaga team that's still, still figuring things out, they won't look quite as good. Um, so at this point, I think that market's actually pretty well-priced with Baylor as a slight favorite that they still have arguably the best backcourt in the country, a lot of shot creators. But Texas looks to have an awesome home court in the new Moody Center. Kansas looks as good as ever with that neutral site win over Duke. So I I have a hard time figuring out the right bet there. I think it's uh, maybe wait and gather a little more evidence before you jump in. Well, we talked about the the number one team in, in Texas, the number two team, North Carolina, I'm not sold, and I'd love to get your take on it from the gambling perspective, the sports investing perspective. They've been terrible. They're 0-3 against the spread, and I get it, big spreads, but they they lost. They won by six against Gardner-Webb. Are you buying them at all? Is this just too big of a number, or am I just thinking as a, as a gambler and not as somebody who's uh, uh, seeing the, the quality of team that North Carolina is? I'm with you as a gambler and a basketball assessor. Uh, This team got a little inflated with the postseason run last year. I have a feeling a lot of guys on that roster read some headlines and (laughs) thought, okay, look look what we did last year. We can kind of coast into this year and just be dominant again. That's not the case. Looking and digging into the numbers of why it's not the case, they're just not rebounding the ball. This should be a dominant rebounding team with Baycott and Pete Nance inside. And they went from like top 10 in defensive rebounding rate to 250th. 
and now they've got James Madison coming to town who has looked like a total world beater through four games, a dominant offensive rebounding team, a lot of offensive weapons. I actually think if, if North Carolina plays the way they did against Gardner-Webb in Charleston, they could get beat at the Dean Dome. They, they need to wake up fast or people are going to really realize that they got overrated at the start of the year. All right, well, I see your Carolina, and I raise you a Duke. What do you make about John Shire and this Duke Blue Devil squad? You mentioned they lost already to my beloved Jayhawks. Rock chalk, baby. Do you think that it's going to take a while for this team to get used to the way that John Shire coded or Krzyzewski's been there since, I don't know, the Nixon administration? <laughs> I think it'll take a little time, and the biggest factor, I think, will be when they get Derek Whitehead back. They're you know, one of their top two-rated recruits. I think he was their best freshman coming in, what I watched on tape preseason. So if they get him back, he adds another wing weapon, offensive creator, defender. Uh, Filipowski looked great against Kansas. I I thought he was really impressive. But Proctor and Lively still have a bit of a ways to go. And I was confused by some of Shire's rotation choices. He really leaned into Ryan Young, the Northwestern transfer, and completely abandoned Jacob Grandison, the Illinois transfer. I thought we should have maybe seen a little bit of flip of those minutes in the second half. So I think it is going to take some time. They're young. They have, I think, 10 new scholarship players, uh, and they're going to integrate a really uh, impressive freshman here soon. So perhaps they won't be their final form until late in the season, but that's usually when Duke is most dangerous because of the, the young talent they bring in every year. Jim, you were saying random unders on a day-to-day basis have been successful for you. Take us. Where do you want to go? Which random unders should we take a look at? Yeah, I've been trying to build a, a reputation. It wasn't necessarily assigned to me, but The Undertaker is, is kind of the name I've been uh, working with that. here. I love it. I'm going to, wow. like you said, very, very random. Merrimack and Troy, an under game on the extra board here. Merrimack has only played one D1 game so far. That was St. John's. Got them into a track meet. That's really what St. John's does to everybody. But Merrimack is a true slow down, half court grind you to a halt type of team. They play a zone that a friend once described as a concrete mixer. They really just force you to play in the mud. And Troy's coming off a big win against Florida State. I think they might be a little uh, slow out of the gates. This one's been bet down a little bit, but I think the number still has plenty of value around 130, 131. Uh, This this is not going to be a high possession game, and that zone is really tough to figure out if you've never seen it before. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jim, let's talk about the, the 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 slate for tonight. Some ranked teams in action. My my school, where I went to school, Creighton's playing, Kentucky's playing, Michigan's playing. Uh, any picks for tonight? What what do you like tonight? Of those bigger games, I, I've had a little bit of a, a hard time figuring it out. Uh, Michigan coming off that back to back, they played last night. Of course, I, I did look up before this games in November where team, both teams are on a back-to-back, which we're about to see a lot of because of all these tournaments coming up. The under has had a lot of value. Uh, I think it's like 55% over the last 15 years per Bet Labs. So if you are trying to figure out a, a total in these games where both teams played the previous night, 
I think you got to tilt your handicap towards the under and really find a serious reason to bet the over if you're going to go that way. Um, that said, I didn't bet the under in uh, in that Michigan game. I did take it in VCU Pittsburgh, though. That's that's the second one out in Brooklyn. VCU had a really surprise late scratch last night with their star point guard Ace Baldwin. He's got a, a wrist injury. I think they're going to be pretty close to automatic unders without him. Last year to start the year, I think they were seven and one to the under when he was recovering from uh, an Achilles injury. And now that he's out again, they lack some offensive burst. I'm going to hit that under again. It covered last night, stayed under by about 10 points against ASU. I think it's another decent wager tonight against Pittsburgh. Of course you are. You're the undertaker, which is so much right. of a cooler nickname than the overtaker. I mean, what a good yeah. undertaker. Yeah. Uh, yes. We're talking about the odds to win the championship. I'm kind of looking at some futures bets. Does it feel more wide open than it's been the last few years? You could have pointed the last couple of years to Gonzaga and be an easy bet to make. It just doesn't feel like there's anybody that's pulled away right now. Yeah, I really love Houston. I love them coming in, but they're now the the favorite at the top of the board. And they haven't played anyone of super substance quite yet. They blew out St. Joseph's, but that's kind of a lower-tier Atlantic 10 team. They've got some big ones coming up. They play Oregon. They play St. Mary's in the next couple of weeks. I think that's going to really show people how quality Houston is. So while I don't think the price is going to get a lot better, I feel pretty comfortable with them as the favorite. But it isn't like two years ago when Gonzaga went undefeated and Baylor went undefeated until they had a COVID pause. I do think there's plenty of teams that can win this year as much as I love this Houston squad. So it is a, a little bit of a pick your, maybe not poison, but if you're going in that odds board and you like somebody a lot near the top, I, I think there's absolutely a chance your team emerges as, as the best team because it's not defined at this point. Does it concern you at all that Mattress Mac has already bet Houston? <laughs> Maybe a little, but he's hot right now. He's coming off that big Astros ball. Right. He's got wheelbarrows of money to throw around. Uh, I'm hoping he just continues going with his streak right now. Uh, and, and me and him will both ride a, a Cougars title victory to uh, some extra funds at the end of the season. I would love to see you with the wheelbarrows out to the PJ like Mattress Mac when this is all said and done. Um, on a serious note, though, when you look at these outright winners – I know we talked about Gonzaga, maybe stay away. Is there another team that you're you're kind of like, mm, this is a stay away for me, maybe fraudulent. Um, don't put your money on them when you're looking at uh, outright winner. I think I think Carolina's a little bit like that, though perhaps when they're more locked into a postseason environment, they'll they'll play to their potential. Another one I'm not super sold on right now is Arkansas. Uh, they're really young, turned over their roster. They typically have a November, December swoon as Eric Musselman figures out the rotation. But the biggest current concern for them is their star freshman, Nick Smith Jr., like possibly a lottery pick, possibly a top three pick, has not played yet this year. There's whispers about what the injury might be and how long he could be out. Uh, I think, if anything, you're going to get a better price on Arkansas come mid to late December because they might drop a couple games, especially if Smith doesn't return. At this point, their price really is is no bargain. All right, hey, Jim Root, quick. now we have a new Nick. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, 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 all, all I was going to say real quick is just lots of tournaments, Jim, in, in, in 30 seconds. Tell us what tournaments we should be watching. Uh, the PK-85 out in Portland, there's two different brackets. You've got Gonzaga, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, some awesome, awesome brands heading out to Portland. But Maui's got a great field this year. Battle for Atlantis is a great field this year. I think this is like one of the best feast weeks we've ever had, just adding that PK event. 
on top of what we've had in the past. I think everyone should be locked into basketball next week. Don't worry about your families. Watch basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Great advice. Jim Root, the undertaker on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Wow. So he's on Houston. He likes Houston. Uh, uh, blind betting whatever uh, Mattress Mac is doing over there. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Mattress Mac is on a roll. I guess we have to give him credit. Well, Coming up next, fired. we go off the board. A little Mexico City primer next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.